You're listening to The Real Football Show on ESPN KLM. These free kicks have been a bit erratic this year. Magical. This one drops it's ecstasy! Astonishing! This has got more curves to it than Jessica Rabbit's on steroids. Another week, another show, and they're still calling it football. When will these people stop? Never! They'll have to pry the soccer ball from our cold, dead hands. It is the Real Football Show. It's Animal Perk and Weller. I have, I have no other... Announcements to make other than that. That's the end of the show. Bye. <laughs> now, actually, we're just getting started. It is the Real Football Show. Glad you could join us. Of course, you're going to get an edited version on ESPN 1480 and 101.5 because of Salt Dogs. In fact, the Salt Dogs rounding out their season, so you'll get some full shows on ESPN 101.5, 1480. But you can always get the full show on demand at ESPNLincoln.com. Good day to you, sir, Mr. Pukowski. Hey, well, good to be here. Good to have Weller with us. Weller, thanks for joining us. Not a problem. Good to be back. I have had more than enough caffeine this morning. Oh, sweet. We're in for a heck of a show then. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying a new, uh, I'm trying a new, uh, I don't know what you call that, an energy mix thing. And it's got me just, you wow! You the, the Mark Wahlberg diet or whatever the workout plan is? no idea. <laughs> I don't know. Is this day one? I don't know if if the if the Wahlberg diet includes Jenny McCarthy, and then I am all in, my friend. <laughs> I am all in. So here we go. We got another full week. In fact, we you know we thought we'd start off the week with something very interesting. Like Champions League is back. Champions League is back. Uh, so they're doing what do you call these? Like kind of the the play in games, the warm up games. What would you call this? Yeah. So it starts with the the play in games, right? Well, or you kind of know more about this? Yeah, you you have some play in games where some teams are looking to to qualify, and then they do the big group stage drawing. So that group stage drawing happened on Thursday. A lot, lot of Russian teams, a lot of Greek teams, a lot of teams <laughs> that I actually cannot pronounce, and I will just butcher them. But, you know, Dynamo, Zagreb, uh, you know, and, and, uh, and other teams like Slavia, Praha, and Club Bruges. But Ajax, I can pronounce that one. I finally got that one right after a couple of years of doing this show. How about Galatasaray? That's always a good one. <laughs> Olympiakos. You know, again, it's it's the play-in game, so now they get it narrowed down, and then it will be the field will be set. And we, and we do have the set fields now, like Weller mentioned. So now there's these are the it's this is the European playoffs is what I always say. So it's I don't know if it's the top thirty two teams, but there's thirty two. So, 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 so teams the best left. best of EPL, best of uh, La Liga, best of uh, um, uh, Bundesliga, best mm. of the Russian league. I can't remember what it's called. Yeah, so a lot, and some of those are automatic qualifiers. Like EPL gets four. Spain does they get four also? Bundesliga, you know, three or four, and then but then those smaller ones though, you know, they have to play in. Yeah, UEFA has this formula where you're the quality of your league, and it can fluctuate. The English league had only three spots, but then oh. the quality of that league went up on their their formula, so they started to get four spots. And they can get a fifth in there uh, uh, if they win, you know, the Europa. No, no surprise. It's a lot of the you know usual suspects. PSG's in there. Bayern is in there. Manchester City, Juventus, Liverpool, Barcelona. Uh, the Group G is interesting. Um, uh, no big names in that one. Petersburg, yeah. uh, Benfica, Lyon, uh, Leipzig, uh, and then Group H, Chelsea is, is in there along with Ajax. So but, what, what I always do, I don't know if you're the same way, Weller, but I always look because there, there's eight groups of four and the top two advance. 
So I always look to see if there's three strong teams. You know, like the group of death, like World Cup has, right? I, I look to see if there's a group with three strong teams. And I, I see, t- I see two good teams in a lot of them. Yeah, and that's and I really don't know if I see. Is it it's group? Is it F that has Barcelona, Dortmund, and, and Inter in it? Yep. There you go. Okay. There's the because is uh, who's with Inter now? That just does it uh, Rome, Rome, Lukaku. Lukaku. Yeah, yeah and Alexis there. Sanchez. Just oh, that, that just happened. Just finalized a loan deal for him, so oh. extra firepower up there. And then you've got Antonio Conte that's there, that's taken oh. over as the manager. So, so there's a lot of EPL people from last year now at the, on Inner. So yeah, that, that is that is probably the best one. The interesting thing, and in, and we already kind of mentioned it. Group H, not only does it have our 20 year old Christian Pulisic, huh? but those other teams have younger Americans on them. So Ajax has that. Dest, you know what's that? Sergio Dest, okay, for Ajax and Ajax. You know, of course, he's getting a lot of good playing time now, and they're a semifinals in Champions League last year. And then Lille, I don't know how you pronounce it. The 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 French team in there, that's Timothy Weah's team. Uh, so so you have nineteen year old Weah, you have eighteen year old Dest, and the old man of the group, Christian Pulisic, at twenty. So that, that'll be a, a fun group to watch for uh, us Americans, see how that pans out. So the pools have been set, and now, of course, the next thing they'll release is when the schedule uh, gets dropped. And I don't see that actually listed here yet. I, I think it's already out, too. I think that I, schedule I, I, is out? Yeah. Well, I just, uh, I, then I must be just flying past it because I, I don't see it here yet. I, the fir- I see Madrid playing Club Rouge on September 17th already. So that's kind of first round of games, so it's... I'm looking at it correctly. Yeah. Excellent. Okay, so Champions League is all set up. Did anybody have I mean, well, I want, I can't wait to actually talk about MLS because the LAFC uh game from this past Sunday, I cannot wait to talk about that because that was a very exciting matchup. Oh, the okay, yeah. The LAFC uh, Galaxy game. Yeah. El Trafico. Su- is, I think is what they call super it. Exciting. They do call it El There's Trafico. also I've been I've been reminded by Geraldine to remind everyone the big derby that's going down in uh, Syria ah, this weekend. Uh, I assume Roma's playing somebody. It's a it's a big it's a big throwdown. In fact, she uh, she texted me. She's like, "Don't forget to talk about this." Oh, I like it. Nice. And, and uh, it is called the uh, Capital or Derby Roma, uh, AS Roma versus Lazio. It awesome. in fact it is the Syria game of the week on ESPN. I see it's listed as a home game for Lazio. I don't know if that matters too much, but uh, well, I'm sure it does. Cause the, so, Gerilyn, always our Siri Awe fan and throwing those little tidbits. To, hey, you know what? In fact, if you ever want, if you drop us a message on our Facebook page or wherever, if there's something you, in fact, if you ever want to be on the show, the show is open for everybody. This is a show for everyone, the real football show. That's how we built this thing. And me and Perk just decided to do this, and then he, he gets the guests all booked up. So, uh, other than Champions League... I wonder if Geraldine would know because uh, so it's they both Lazio and, and Roma play in the same stadium, right? So that must they, be why they call it the capital. But I, I'm curious if they get more tickets in based on who's the home team. I can have yeah, that I, information to you in moments. I think they both play in uh, the Stadio Olimpia. Olympia, I, I think. But of course, she has to text me that and then not be on the show. <laughs> anyway, so we'll get into that in just a bit. Uh, U.S. Men's National Team, Greg Berhalter. We got to talk about the, you know, we got a game. We got a game this weekend. You know, in fact, uh, you know, we talked about the U.S. Men's National Team. I guess there's going to be some tinkering with the uh, lineup. As uh, no surprise, Pulisic is part of the uh, U.S. Men's National Team roster. Dest, that kid that you brought up earlier, 
Uh, and uh, Pomichael, Pomichael. I know there's all these young guys. There's, and- again, a lot of new, lot of new names. We love that because that's what's going to drive the future of U.S. men's soccer. And if you look, so both those guys you mentioned don't have any caps yet. So they're hoping to get their first cap. I know Dest is possible dual citizenship because he also could be for the for Netherlands. Uh, I assume that Pomacal is the same way. I don't know. He's a SC Dallas guy, so maybe he's not. Maybe he's full-blooded American. U.S. faces Mexico at East Rutherford, New Jersey at the MetLife Stadium on September 6th. That is next Friday before the Colorado game, before this guy to the right of me takes off with about half of the state off to uh, populate Colorado Stadium with a bunch of red. I tell you what, I'm going to be in the American Outlaw Denver bar, the British Bulldog, watching that game. So even uh, I'll be even though Captain Jacks, I, I strongly encourage people to go down the Captain Jacks. But hey, if you're in Boulder, Denver, both those cities have AO bars. So um, Mexico on September 6th and Uruguay uh, at St. Louis's Bush Stadium just four days later. And I guess there'll be some tinkering with the lineup as uh, I don't know, you know how much how much controversy there is with that. But he should be. Kind of screwing around with things, moving pieces where they should be, or maybe where they shouldn't be. So they they maybe uh, do something we haven't seen yet. Yeah, look at the the roster, and well, I don't know if you had a chance to look at it too much. There's no huge surprises. His tinkering is really just going to be how many of these really young guys can probably make a difference. Is my guess. And, and he's he, there's no you know, there's no Bradley, no Altador. The the older guys aren't on there unless you're counting Guzan at goalie. So there, there's there's the average age is 25 years. We're getting there. We're getting team. there. We'd like it. I think I'd like to see it a little lower, like 24 or 23. <laughs> That's just me, though. You just got to get out there and kind of experiment with what's your best 11. How, how do guys play well together? Who who stands up to different pressures? It's a hard thing as a, as a, a country coach, right, Weller? Yeah. You, you, don't, you don't have much time together. Yeah, you don't have much time. You get guys that play in different systems, so... It's trying to get them in, get them in those mini training camps where you have some time to work with them and just put in some philosophies and kind of kind of let that that take over from there. You're not necessarily doing a lot of polishing. Speaking speaking of camp, a separate camp for the U.S. under-23 team, which will attempt to qualify for the 2020 Olympic Games in Tokyo uh, next summer, uh, that will also be held on September 1st. So okay. the roster for that camp is tentatively scheduled to be announced on, well, it could be today. In fact, it could be out now. Cool, cool. So there it is. It is the real football show. We are so glad. We're so we we are so honored that you would spend a little bit of your time with us talking about real football. That is soccer. We'll talk. We'll get into you know Husker women's soccer. We've got MLS to tackle, and of course EPL. And we'll hit up as many leagues as we possibly can in the next hour. It is the real football show on ESPN 1015, 1480 AM. You're listening to the real football show. On ESPN KLMS. Oh, it's the real football show. And by the way, there is no VAR available on this show. So if you'd like to go, well, actually, I guess there is. There is VAR available on this show. You can go back and check out any part of it, any kind of screw ups that we made, which we will tell you we screw up a lot. But you know what? At least we're honest about it. We don't try and cover it up. There's no flopping on this game. There's no flopping. It is the real football show with Perk and Weller and Animal. And hey, thanks for joining us. Of course, on demand at ESPNLincoln.com. You can get the full show, the full 44-minute show, as it were. Let's start off with EPL on this next segment. And uh, VAR, what does VAR stand for? Video Assistant Replay. 
Okay. And I've also heard video assisted referee. Oh, I, oh yeah, I've heard that yeah, as well. That's, yeah. that, that, that's the correct one. Tomato, yeah, tomato, yeah. potato, potato. We know what we're talking about. But yeah, I guess there was uh, some some controversy with the VAR, which has now been introduced into EPL. But let's get the call right. But let's not slow the game down. It, it, it doesn't slow the game, the game down. Yeah. It, 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 <laughs> uh, but getting the call right is, which I'm totally for. But there's been kind of some rule tweaks to where, and I, I'm going back to that week ago with the Man City. Well, the big, the big one has been what's the interpretation of offside? And everybody keeps talking about is should, is there or should there be space between the attacking player and the second to last defender, or should it be if you're a millimeter off, you're a millimeter off and you're offside? Yeah, if your nose is sticking forward, right. and, and you see that a lot, like oh, they got the call right. It's like, does it really matter that much if it's that close? And so, so what is the ter- what is the interpretation right now? Well, right now. I believe they are going with if you're a millimeter off, you're, you're off. Okay, make so, it a black and white issue. So you've got all these. You've got a lot of people in one camp that are calling for clear daylight. They want to see clear daylight between the second to last defender and the attacking player. It leaves it open to call offside. It? Yeah, it leaves it open to then what? What's interpretation? Yeah, I mean, yeah, when it's when it's a, a hair or an arm or something like that. Maybe the feet, right? Where the feet are? I, I don't know. Yeah, what, it's I, it's any part of the body. Jeez, that's. Uh, I don't know if I like the – I know it makes it easier, and it makes for those – because they are quick reviews. It's not these 20-minute reviews sometimes you see in football. No, it's, it's, none, it's none of that. It's, but it, it does – I think it does slow it down a little bit. Obviously, you can say they add it back on in, in extra time true. but or in stoppage time, but – The break is, is small, though, and, you know, and, I mean, and, and for the most part. And, and the rule is that they're trying to only review things that are – well, they review everything, but they're trying to change things that are just grossly missed by the the referee. <laughs> so, so that okay, that's another point. If it's if it's the grossly missed, we're not seeing that. We're seeing these. You're a hair off. You're barely it touched his arm and didn't make a change in direction. Those aren't big errors by the refs by any means. So that's where it's I think going to lose some ground. Yeah, and then you know all the penalty, all the penalty possibilities that they're using it for which are creating some controversies sure if you're talking like on corner kicks or stuff where... well just you know tacking into the box and you know rip somebody down or is that the last defender is a clear goal scoring yeah. opportunity they're looking at some of those things as well yeah you do see those pull downs from you do when they start doing the slow motion and they do the var and those pull downs from behind man those become very obvious when it, they yeah and i tell you that up there if you're going to start doing that on like corner kicks where people are getting tackled every single it's like holding in football it's every single time, if you want to call it. And, and you hope it doesn't get to the point where it seems like a lot of people would say it gets in American football is the referees make a call just to make the call because they know then it'll be checked and it'll be corrected yeah. by the replay. Yeah, so yeah, you're exactly. making a call in anticipation of something else. Or, exactly. And you're, and they're, they're, or and changing it for you. When in doubt, you're making one call because they'll just look at it and change it. Right. And you're right. And, and, and ARs are kind of coming with that, too, where it's like you're, you're kind of told – not to call the offside. Yeah, there's the, with the slow flag of when when somebody actually becomes involved or it starts yeah. to affect the play. Yeah, exactly. Then you run into maybe people getting hurt kind of stuff too if if, if you let something go on. But I don't know. Overall, I like it, <laughs> uh, but we'll see what you know. There's a lot of people that disagree with me. No, no one is a purist. So yeah, yeah. Since, since we're kind of in the EPL vein, Liverpool's Virgil Van Dyke winning the UEFA Men's Player of the Year award. No one is surprised by this. Modric, Modric won it last year. Yeah, yeah, but you know, no one's surprised. 
Is he the best player in the world? No, probably not. But I mean, he's not. He's not better than Ronaldo or Messi or Modric, probably. But for what uh, he did, what he did, what he did, and he, what he brought that Liverpool squad. Because you look at them, and I'm sure any of those Lancaster Reds that are listening to this <laughs> can attest to you know the goalkeeper errors two years ago in mm-hmm. the Champions League. So Alisson, that won the goalkeeper of the year for UEFA oh. Champions League, and then you have Virgil van Dijk, who wins defender of the year. So those guys really help to solidify them at the back so yeah. that they can have all that ability to just let those guys loose on the attacking side. You're right, because what was the knock on Liverpool like two years ago? They they're, they're leaky, scoring leaky defense, yeah. which goalkeeper, and you have that commanding center back in there. And he, he is a commanding center back. And what was the stat? He hadn't been dribbled around in like almost two years or something. <laughs> Over it's a good player. Days. Yeah. So if you go to the American definition, we all do always do MVP, the most valuable player. He is what he is the most valuable player. Maybe not the best, but he's the most valuable. Yeah. In a lot of ways. Yeah. Uh, I don't know this particular name, Eric Cantona. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Legendary striker. Oh, yeah. King <laughs> the King. Evidently, uh, since his infamous seagulls and trawler speech, what I, I don't know that. <laughs> I don't know what that, that is. That was but... delivered in 1995 after he was banned from football for nine months. <laughs> banned from football for nine months. He just received the UEFA President's Award oh. uh, at Thursday's Champions League group stage draw. He uh, used to play for Manchester United. Um, he's he French, right? Gave he's this French. Very, yeah, he gave this very odd uh, acceptance speech, which I guess that's what he's kind of known for. <laughs> he was quoting Shakespeare. Yes, yes, actually, yes. <laughs> anyway, I would go into it, but man, it is—it's uh, Shakespeare. So, yeah, he's—he's <laughs> he's not only—he's not only famous for being a very, very good player for Man United, but he uh, famously jumped into the stands and karate kicked a fan <laughs> in the chest. <laughs> My God, that's my kind of player. And then with with some of the racial abuse that's happening to uh, players in in England now, there's some people that are worried that there might be a uh, a replay of that coming up where somebody goes into the stands and just takes it into their own hands. Whoa! And starts getting a little violent. Oh, that is that is amazing. Okay, so let's in fact let's look at the standings again. We're just a few matches. We're just three matches in Liverpool at the top of the. They haven't lost yet. You know, Man City, yeah. they also, uh, they have won, and they have drawn, and they have won. Uh, Arsenal with one loss and two wins, uh, and Leicester with one win and two draws. Yeah, I mean, Liverpool's the only team that's perfect. Again, the only, and only three games in. No one is surprised by this, but the stats may surprise you. The goals. Raheem Sterling is a machine. He is currently at five goals in three matches played. And then that kid from Norwich City, Pookie? Pookie? Yeah. Timu? Yeah. Timu. He also has five goals. He's got in, five? In three matches. And, and think about that. He, those are goals he's played against Chelsea and I think Man City, right? Yeah. Is that who his game's against? So he's, he's playing against some, some big-time people there. Darren Thompson's got to like that. This I'm was sure the key last year. Whenever we saw a guy who was leading in goals, then if you went down to the next stat, which was assists, guess who's leading in assists? A kid from Man City. Kevin De Bruyne with four assists. That's where it is. It's the guy who's scoring, and then you got a guy who's also on the same team with the assists. Uh, your kickoff Fair. game on Saturday morning, Southampton and Man United. Uh, then you got Crystal Palace against Aston. Chelsea and Sheffield United. Sheffield United not laying down. Not they they are excited to be promoted 
and they're taking everyone to task that they can. They're again only three matches in, but they they look great, and it's an easy team to cheer for because they are kind of as they say an old school uh, upper tier team that just haven't been up for quite some time. Is it, is it the oldest team last week or the oldest stadium? Maybe they're in it. Like you mentioned last 1850, week, so. I believe. 1850, 1855. <laughs> like before the Civil War old. Before, I mean, that, yeah. just to put this in some type of you know, relation. Newcastle, Watford also Saturday morning. Man City, Brighton, West Ham, Norwich. Then uh, Leicester, Bournemouth, uh, Liverpool, and Burnley are the highlight game at 1130. But I have a feeling a lot of people are going to be watching a different football game <laughs> about the time that Liverpool-Burnley game goes on. And of course, you're a hardcore Liverpool fan. Uh, Sunday, kicking off the uh, the day, will be Everton and the Wolves. Huge and, one after that. And then Arsenal and the Spurs at 10.30 on Sunday morning. Which, by the way, Labor Day weekend for us Yanks. <laughs> North London Derby. That's going to be a big one. It is a big one. In fact, if we uh, you know snap up some of the news out Who, of that particular game. Who's this bigger for, Weller? Is it bigger for Arsenal or bigger for Tottenham? They bo- I mean, again, like Animals mentioned, it's it's super early. But ah, points are hard to come by in the Premier League this lately with, <laughs> yeah. with some of the teams. You don't expect Man City or Liverpool to really slip up too much. I think it's probably bigger for uh, for Spurs because coming off the bad loss, coming off the bad loss, they've had they've had some some issues. We'll say with the uh, with the the preseason, they've had some drama around Christian Eriksen, um, what his situation is, and whether he's leaving or whether he's staying he hasn't been in the starting uh, 11 since they uh they started the season he's come in in one game that they won and i think so i think it's bigger for spurs they've got some new faces they've got in there and you know they've got to they've got to make up some ground You're a good match more on epl in just a bit it is the real football show on espn fm 1015 1480 a.m you're listening to the real football show on ESPN KLMS. It is a real football show on ESPN FM 1015 1480 AM. You know you can get the entire show on ESPNLincoln.com. The show will be a short one this week because of the fact that the Salt Dogs wrapping up their regular season and they'll be coming up in just a bit. But otherwise, uh, we are off next week, which is weird, but, but it's Labor Day week. I know that sounds odd for me to say, but we will be back in two weeks and of course, we'll have uh, you know all of the all of your favorites, and of course, we'll have we'll have a little bit better insight as to the U.S. men's national team after we've played Mexico and Uruguay. Two very good teams. Yeah, the spe- I mean, Uruguay's yeah top good. ten for sure, if not if they top five. It, I don't know about you guys, but there's players. a little revenge factor, and I know it doesn't count for squat. It's a friendly, but that, it always counts if we play Mexico. That yeah. Mexico game on Friday, September sixth. We will meet you at Captain Jack's. Those of you not going to Colorado, I'll still be at an AO bar. <laughs> we would love for you to come down to Captain Jack's and have a pint with us and cheer on the USA. Because Mexico fans will be in the house. They always come down to Captain Jack. They know they know where to come down and uh, and taunt us a bit, especially if we need it. Well. Uh, interesting notes about EPL. I guess the mob is involved with a couple plays and problems going on. Tell me a little bit more about this Weller. Well, we're, we're talking about Spurs and Arsenal. We were talking about who's going to be available. And, you know, was Mesut going to be available? He and another player, uh, Siad Klasnich, if I'm pronouncing that wrong, I'm sure I am. That's okay. They, before the season started, they... They were part of. They were involved in a botched mugging. So somebody was trying to mug them and steal their car. They they ended up fighting these guys off. 
but now they've been maybe targeted by these groups. What? That there has been there have been some other people that have been arrested out in front of Mesut Ozil's property um, in London. That were I don't know if they were trying to get in or what they were trying to do, but then they've had they've had security teams that have been following them around. They haven't been in the team for a few games because of security concerns. What is going on? It's it's crazy stuff. So I don't I don't know if it's been all the way resolved or if they feel like they've gotten the people that are targeting him, but that just heaps some stuff. He's got Mesut Ozil's had that stuff and then he's also had a lot of things that are going on because he's been He's of Turkish descent. He's a German guy of Turkish descent, and there are a lot of Turks that live in Germany. And he's he's been pretty outspoken about about Turkey and the politics that are going on there, and have been a supporter of it. So he's been getting some abuse from people for that as well. So. This is crazy because if you look up Ozil and security, it's right there. It is it is the first thing that's going to come up. Yep. So the players will not be available for selection at St. James Park. He hasn't played a minute yet in th- through three games. Yeah, he hasn't. He hasn't played a minute. And we, I mean, it's not all because of this security well, thing, right? So, uh, there's a lot of it's a security thing, but some people would probably, if you're a hardcore Arsenal fan, be questioning <laughs> how how much effort he gives to the team or, or we, how we he had fits Herb in. on last week, actually, kind of talking about his maybe a defensive uh, liability or, or, or lack of defensive <laughs> yeah. effort. That is crazy. That, that you just—I mean, CCTV, by the way, is everywhere in London. It's everywhere. So some scary stuff. If you're the individual that's involved, I know it's kind of easy to sit back, but if people are coming for you, you know—you don't know what the heck's going to happen. Yeah, that's just yeah, yeah. It's crazy. So I'm looking at the, uh, you know, I, again, I don't know if you guys want to hear anything else on EPL, but I thought we'd go over and hit up the Syria. Derby of the week, the Roma Lazio game. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is scheduled for Sunday at eleven a.m. Um, in fact, it's uh, listed as Lazio with a forty-five percent chance to win, with Roma with a twenty-nine percent and then a twenty-five, twenty-six percent chance of a draw. But uh, it, it's it's a big deal. This is a big deal. But again, Gerilyn, thanks for the heads up on this uh, big derby. Uh, that is going down this week, and again, it's. I guess this is the stadium that they 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 share. Yeah, it's a stadium, and they share it. So, I, like I kind of mentioned earlier in one of the segments, is I wonder. I assume since Lazio is listed as the home team, they got to get a bulk of the tickets, is my guess. Interesting, yeah, very I, interesting. I'm, I'm, I'm sure it's on a fifty. You would, split. you would think so. You would think it would be similar to that, and you'd have a small away section. Yeah, same. As Even though it's in would. the town. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> So that's a very uh, very interesting matchup this weekend. Uh, over to MLS, talking some Major League Soccer. What an exciting LAFC, LA Galaxy game. Oh, my gosh. And you know what? It ended not the way that anybody wanted it to end. I, I can safely say that, but a three-all draw. Uh, and it was super exciting. I actually stayed up that sun, this past Sunday night to watch that game just because I mean, they show Chuck Liddell's there. I mean, and uh, James oh, yeah. Corden is there. I mean, it's it's you know, it's not only just you know the 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 it's a the celebrities come out for this matchup, yeah. man, and the fans are just crazy. It, so it was very exciting. You know, it's LAFC. That's their second year, it, and every game between these guys, El Tráfico, like you mentioned before, every game has been really good. I was out in Anaheim the the time they got together the first time. I didn't yeah. get a chance to go. I was I was looking at it and I was looking for tickets. You couldn't touch a ticket for under a hundred and twenty dollars. What? Wow. Yeah. 
That was on the secondary market because it was all oh. sold out. And I looked at that and went, well, maybe I could just uh, That would have been Zlatan's amazing goal, right? Yeah, it would have been that. So, yeah. and, you know, they, they say Ibrahimovic raises the game oh, in this dude. one. He was amazing in that game, too. He was incredible. He was what you expected. And, of course, man, he had no problem. He had no problem taunting uh, the other team <laughs> Carlos, and the fans. And Carlos Villa. No, man, yeah. he, he loves to do it. You can see that he just, it just, like, fills him to make the uh the fans crazy. What's he? He has eight goals, I think, in this derby. In the the what the probably the fourth time they've played, maybe. That's and, why he's a world class player. Vela <laughs> has yeah, nineteen amazing. goals. Martinez for Atlanta has fifteen goals, and Ibrahimovic has thirteen goals. Uh, and what's, but just in this. In uh, this no, match I, just alone? in this, but I, no, I don't know. Overall, I'm just because talking he, overall. Yeah, they're in the twenty. Like they're both in the twenties. And by the season. way, Vela and uh, he he leads in both goals. And assists with eight assists and 19 goals. That is amazing. You know what? Props to Sporting KC. Sporting KC is stomping on the gas when they need to. Of course, it's a little late in the year, but injuries just bit the hell out of Sporting KC in the beginning of the year. And look at them go, man, just getting those wins. Just crawling, crawling. Got to get up to seventh place. They're now sitting in ninth place. In fact, the win this weekend... That's going to put him up there. It could, and of course, with a, a, a hopeful Portland loss, uh, we got to beat Houston. Houston's not exactly the greatest team right now, but that's one of those teams you have to be careful of because that's one of the when ones you could that lose. Game? Uh, that would be Saturday night, seven thirty. Oh, okay, All right, nice right there. I get a whole football football weekend. Uh, Portland has Real Salt Lake to play, so we're hoping not that we would ever root for Real, but we actually will this weekend and hope for that KC win over Houston. That'll put us up there, and uh, you know, even closer. Like I said, to uh, to 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 eighth place. So that's that's the latest in uh, Sporting KC in the Sporting KC world and MLS world. Yeah, running out of games, but uh, they they crawling. They're, they're in striking climbing, distance. Just getting there, man. It was just little bits at a time. Sometimes that's what you got to do. Um, Tim Howard. I know you know that name. Tim Howard. Uh, talks about the fact that uh, as he is uh, one last time as a professional soccer player, he's going home. Uh, Metro Stars. The New York, New Jersey Metro Stars. Colorado Rapids goalkeeper, U.S. soccer legend, returning home to New Jersey to take the New York Red Bulls uh, in the U.S. Uh, he had long been the fixture circled on this farewell tour. Uh, he's 40 years old. Yeah, yeah. I got to see him in his first appearance for Man United at the Meadowlands. No way. It was Man United versus Juventus in one of the preseason, one of those preseason games. It was back in the early 2000s. Left for the EPL in 2003, and then, of course, comes back to the United States, and this is like his farewell tour, so he's really looking forward to this this game. He had a great career overseas. Oh, yeah. I mean, he was... And he doesn't fe- speak with a fake English accent like Brad Friedel. <laughs> So he's not expecting any sort of rousing ovation from uh, you know the Red Bull faithful, but uh, you know he goes if they do that's great, but if they don't that that's fine. I they understand. will. I bet he'll, 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 they'll get a good one. That is, it's nuts though. He grew up in Central New Jersey, uh, where he was great in both soccer and what other sport? Basketball. Very good. Uh, you've read this. You no, uh, overcame Tourette's. What? Yeah, that's yeah. Right, he's yeah. got Tourette's, so he's he's had to overcome that as well when he plays. But uh, he said soccer was what picked. He says he felt that soccer picked him, and that's that's how it went. 
Kicked off in '97 with uh, the new North, the North Jersey Imperials of the USISL. <laughs> then joined the Metro Stars a year later. And of course, the MLS wasn't quite what it is now. But very, very interesting article uh, on MLSsoccer.com. Love that. And he's he's a tall cat too, isn't he? Yeah, I'm sure he's yeah, six he's a three, big dude. So you know those basketball skills, leaping, getting the getting the corners. Yeah. For some of those two balls. gold cups, two World Cups, uh, across 121 caps, most saves in the World Cup game, 16 memorable stops Bel- against I Belgium. You want, I don't know if you want that to be your record, though. <laughs> I know, yeah, exactly. <laughs> against Belgium in the 2014 World Cup round of 16. So, yes, our, our cap is off to him, Tim Howard, who is, again, one of those guys who made a lot of inroads for the United States in soccer, not just here, but overseas as well. I mean, we're just... Active and, go- and keeper at that time too. Yeah. I mean, he was with Casey Keller. Casey Keller was over there. Guzan for a period of time. You had yeah. Brad Friedel that was knocking around. You had him. Yeah, that's just unbelievable how, how stacked we were, we were at keeper forever and ever. We've never yeah. had a problem there. No, never had a problem with no. keeper. We hope is, that continues. It is the real football show on ESPN FM 101.5, a.m. and on demand at ESPNLincoln.com. You're listening to the real football show. On ESPN KLMS. It is a real football show on ESPN FM 1015, 1480 AM. One more segment to go, kids. Thanks for hanging with us. Uh, We, you know, we've talked about the men, but we've forgotten about the ladies. No, we haven't. We're going to talk about it right now. U.S. Women's National Team. First of all, Carly Lloyd kicking for the Philadelphia Eagles. What's this all about? Only a 55-yarder straight down the middle. You can kick that in your sleep, can't you, Perk? <laughs> no way, no I, way. I, I saw that, and as a, a Bears fan, I went, oh, man, they've, they're probably going to be reaching out to her. Yeah. And, and those rights seem narrow, and I guess they were narrow on yes. purpose. Uh, those, are the, those are the practice uprights, and they are smaller than normal because they really want to focus on center and with it. She drilled it. So she talks about the fact that she will consider uh, the NFL for 2020. So not anything this year. Not yeah. sure. I mean, that's uh, who I, so I, I heard, you know, so Tony Miola, you know, you know, speaking of former goalkeepers in the U.S. Mm-hmm. who were amazing. Uh, he was talking about this. Uh, I heard him on Sirius XM radio because he, he did the same thing. He came, he was going to try and kick uh, for the New York Jets. And that's where he's from. And, he, and, he, and he's like, I played college, two college sports. I played baseball and, and keeper. And I was good in both, really good in both. I thought I could do place kicking. And he actually won the job for the New York Jets in preseason. Uh, Pete Carroll was the coach, by the way, at the time. Uh, and he goes, so I was going to do this. He got cut after like three preseason games. He goes, all players are an absolute different animal. He goes, I'm like in the tunnel about ready to walk out, and pe- the other team is like, words I can't say on the air pretty much, you know, and just out of intimidation. So, you know, if you're Carly Lloyd – I mean, are, are they going to take it easy on her because she's a girl? If they no. can try and bust through that, no, line. they're going to do everything get in their head. Yeah, they they, they can find that weakness. Die. I mean, you get a, you get someone you know two hundred and seventy pounds going sprinting at you. Carly like, Lloyd said uh, just this week she would be foolish not to entertain the possibility of playing for an NFL team during the twenty twenty season. So it's it, not anything this year. Depends on how big the check is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Again, they you know for uh, for I'm going to guess just guessing here you know. The long punts that they need. I mean, because I mean they've they've had different kickers for different positions. Sure, you know, yeah. your, your punters, you know, your field goal kickers. 
They sometimes a, a team will have a couple of kickers, but usually they try and narrow it down just to have one guy on the team to do all of it because they have limited roster spots. Yeah. in the NFL. So yeah, it's not like college where you can't can have a hundred people, a hundred guys. So they got limited spots. I just, you know, hope she makes the. It, it, it could be a, a marketing ploy too, and just get publicity, which is great. And that the more eyes on U.S. soccer, I'm all for. So the women are still looking for a coach, and they got their new general manager hired. So they're. They've got, they've, Do you have? I mean, any? Th- it's it's early. There's no rush to get a women's coach. Hopefully, they won't take a year like the men did, and not as big as need for a women's coach since their success is yeah pretty strong, but. Any idea if they'll go American? I don't know. That's tough to say. Who, who? When you look at the landscape of who's out there and who might be available, do they do they take somebody from the professional ranks or, or what? Yeah. Which direction do they go? College too, and I, I don't know. And I don't know what Jill Elsa's staff was like if it had some young Americans on there or not. But I mean, she was English, of course. So. Um, just kind of curious what route they'll take. One quick thing on this Carly Lloyd thing before we jump off this horse. The pictures that, of course, you know, it was a Ravens-Eagles, uh, like, uh, scrimmage that they had this, and then she went out and kicked that, you know, went out and kicked the field goal. Little Nebraska tie-in there. Guess who uh, from the Baltimore Ravens was holding the ball? Oh, the the guy from Kearney? The, uh, Sam? Sam Cook. Cook. Is he from Kearney or Seward? Or where's uh, Seward. Nebraska okay. native Sam Cook Why holds the ball no in kidding. this legendary picture where she's kicking this field goal, 55-yarder. There he is, right there in the picture. In fact, I'll no kid. I want to uh, flip it around just uh, for you to probably, see. There he's he probably is. the normal holder because usually yeah. they have the punter be the holder. Yeah, no kidding. I did not know that until just now. <laughs> Thanks, animal. So I thought oh. I'd just give you a little Nebraska love right there, kids, on the real <laughs> football awesome. show. So that's very cool to see him. Yes, uh, drafted what uh, sixth round in the 2006 NFL draft and played college football at Nebraska. Yeah, and from from Seward, right? Yeah, gotta love that. Gotta love that. Okay. Holy cow. Who's in trouble? Who's not in trouble? I hear Wayne Rooney's <laughs> name being mentioned. Why am I hearing Wayne Rooney's name being mentioned? Well, I, I, some of it might be clickbait from what I, I he was out in Vancouver. I think it was it was in it was in Canada, I think, somewhere. Okay. I can't and remember where. There were just some pictures of him with some ladies or something. <laughs> and uh Wayne Rooney was known for some female issues overseas. <laughs> and, 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 and that's was, what we hear from our English friends too. And yeah, like, a lot of people think he won't he won't be knighted because of some oh, of what? stuff. That's you know, oh. I mean he's a perfect candidate, right? Yeah. Knighted, you would but, think so. But just some of his off field stuff, I mean, nothing you know, you know, he's not a felon or anything. But uh, is Paul Gascoigne knighted? He's had a lot of off-the-field things. But John Terry's not. I, 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 yeah. So Wayne Rooney calls the British Ryan tabloid Giggs story. He says it's a smear campaign. Then, of course, uh, one of the uh, English newspapers, The Metro, uh, Wayne Rooney pictured flying back uh, to the U.K. with Colleen after denying cheating with a hotel girl. So evidently they're going back to the U.K. for who knows what it is, but... They flew out of contract, maybe. Flew out of D.C. hours after the football denied cheating on his wife. Yeah, I mean, I think it's clickbait stuff. He's he's come out with a pretty strong statement against. He was pissed. Yeah, it's it. But you know, when when you have that track record, because he got he's got with teammates, teammates' wife. Is that right? No, no, that was that was John Terry. Not the Chelsea John Terry. Oh, the Chelsea John Terry. The Chelsea John Terry. This is just some randos, I think, that he picks up at bars or yeah. the first time. Right. Nothing happened between me and any girl on that night in Vancouver, he tweeted. I did not enter the lift alone, the elevator. 
uh, with the girl pictured in the hotel foyer. Uh, The girl pictured in the club uh, was simply one of the many who innocently asked for an autograph and picture. Yeah, I mean, no reason to, I mean, not think that that particular story is true. Yeah. No, absolutely. And you know, he's he's just going out. He's going out with a bang. In, in his <laughs> so MLO he's not speak. playing, is that right? So he's not going to play. Well, he's he's been banned. He's on a two they they, they increased his, it. They increased it to a second game. He he had a rant at an a fourth official about uh what he thought of him <laughs> and how he was calling the or how the game was being called. So he was banned for that. I think no. it was just one one match and then they increased it to two. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if it's they, I haven't seen why they increased it. I was wondering if it was maybe they were thinking off the field conduct. But you know, what's at the end of the day, what's what's he really care? He's gone to Darby County as the player manager. Is that so? That's so that's a done deal. Yeah, that's okay. a done, that's a done deal. They'll finish out the uh, the MLS season and then get there for you know at least the second half of that. And uh, he's he has raised the debate though again. On, on some of the travel questions, if you read some of his quotes, he's talked about a lot of the MLS travel that no, I think they can charter, what, two flights, the MLS teams. Otherwise, they're flying commercial, they're flying coach. So they have what could be a six-hour trip, double it, and it's a 12-hour trip, and then you're expected to go out and perform as a world-class athlete against other world-class athletes. Yeah, it's and that's a concern that's been brought up before with these other guys who came over from England, too, and that that and the heat. Yeah, well, that's you know, nothing you can do about that. Right, but you don't, you don't have it in January in London. <laughs> so that, that's something like, but yeah, they could do better on some things. And Real quick around some of the other leagues, Bundesliga, uh, Dortmund is in first place. Interesting to see. Bairn, way down in sixth place. That is way down. But again, we're only two matches yeah. in, so you know that's going to change. In La Liga, uh, with only two matches played, Sevilla is in first place with Atletico in second place, Real Madrid in third, and everybody else. But again, two matches in, that's all we have happening there. You know what? We, why we have Weller well here can't, can't let it go without asking about Manchester United, since you're a fan. Uh, or, do you like the direction they're going? I heard Zlatan mentioned. Uh, he said he's available. He's making himself available for selection. Yeah, I mean, so Zlatan he, could go back to Manchester United. So Solskjaer, does he need him? I, I, I think Zlatan says stuff just tongue-in-cheek, too. Oh, yeah, he's, he's just putting it out there. But it makes news. And wouldn't, you'd take him, wouldn't you, as a, a 70th-minute sub? Yeah, I'd probably, you'd probably take him as a 70th-minute sub. But I don't know if it's realistic for him to, to come back. Uh, I Well... Anthony Martial is hurt now, and Luke Shaw is out injured. Okay, so you're going to have some struggles there. And obviously, they got rid of Lukaku and they got rid of Alexis Sanchez. <laughs> so they might be. It gives these young guys a chance. I I liked what I saw from them in the first couple the of Chelsea matches. Game. <laughs> yeah, well, they're Thanks they're young. Whooping, by the way. They're young and they're dangerous <laughs> going forward on the break. I think they started to get some defensive things figured out until uh, Victor Lindelof's mistake that allowed Crystal Palace to score a goal in their last <laughs> game. But that, you know, Harry Maguire, they added him. Oh, it's so right. They they they're, they're trying to shore up the the defense, and I think Chris Malling is going to be out there. I think they've got oh. him signed to I think Roma or Valencia. I can't remember right now off the top of my head, but he's, know, he's on the way out. One of the Things I heard say about about Zlatan, he might be able to keep Pogba in check or make you know keep him playing on a consistently good level. I don't know. I think they I think they still need a creative. <laughs> I think they still need somebody that's much more creative and mobile in midfield. 
Pogba is is a is a world class player, but his work rate and his effort, and sometimes he gets caught on the right. ball and gives away possession cheaply. And, for and all filming the great commercials, can do. yeah, and filming commercials. <laughs> yeah, of course. But. So things to keep in mind over the next week. Sporting KC will play Saturday night against Houston. We need Portland to lose. That would help us a lot. And of course, Sporting KC has to do their work. They have to win. The U.S. Men's National Team they play next Friday night against Mexico against El Tri. Which I had to look up why they're called L Tree because I did not. It's the three colors. There you go. See, I did not know that. It's just one of those dumb things that I just did not know. (laughs) So that's going down next Friday, and we'll see you at Captain Jack's for that. Weller, big plans? What's going on? I'm just kind of hanging out this weekend. Took Friday off, took today off. So, you know, took Monday off. So. Burke, what's up? I know you're going uh, to Colorado. I, well, this weekend I'm, I'm all Husker. I'm going Husker volleyball Friday night, Husker football Saturday, and Husker soccer on Sunday. Husker, in fact, we need to get ready, by the way, for, real quick, the Husker American Outlaws game. It's going to be Friday, September 13th against Oklahoma. We've got a handful of free tickets, so get a hold of us here. Get a hold of me. Uh, get a hold of us through. There's a Facebook event up now through uh, AO, so come on out. We'll do a little tailgate beforehand and go in. Got some giveaways. It'll be a fun time. So, again, maybe we'll see you at the Hib on Sunday. It is the Real Football Show. Weller, always good to see you. Perk, as usual, we'll see you all very soon. Maybe watching a match with us or maybe at a match. It is the Real Football Show on ESPN FM 1015, 1480 AM, and on demand at ESPN Lincoln.